Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 121. Happy to be with you today and also happy to be a member of the Education Podcast Network and also featured on Voice Ed Radio Canada, Disrupt Ed TV, and then to iTunes. So wherever you are listening, uh, I welcome you to the program. Uh, and, and if you are watching live, uh, please leave us a comment or a question. We're going to meet our guest today here in uh, just a moment, Jeff Spilker. Jeff is an assistant principal uh, in Nebraska, and uh, that's why I have my cup today here. A couple years ago, we did go out west out that way. We did drive through Omaha, and uh, you know, I, I chanted as Eli Manning uh, had done many times, Omaha, Omaha, and uh, I was happy to do that. So we're going to meet Jeff in a minute. Uh, very exciting for Jeff. He is becoming a uh, principal this year. He's been assistant principal there a number of years, and he's uh, becoming principal uh, next fall. So we are going to meet Jeff. Again, um, it is show number 121. Please leave us a question or a comment. And thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, certainly, these are tricky times right now with what's happening uh, with the, the virus and schools and people. They're challenging times. So I urge you to continue to connect with others continue to be positive, continue to try things. Um, but people are scared. People have anxieties. People are nervous. Um, so as school leaders, as educators, let's help them through those times. Additionally, and I'm sure you've heard this, it is so important that we take care of ourselves. Uh, we continue to get on a schedule, uh, drink water, exercise, and take care of our, our physical wellness as well as our mental wellness so we can be there for others. The, the saying, right? Uh, you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself. So uh, I send you that message today. Uh, but I really wanted to start uh, with today's sponsor, and that is Success Hotline. My friend, Dr. Rob Gilbert, um, uh, sports psychologist at Montclair State University, 973-743-4690. If you can do anything for yourself these days, uh, call that hotline. I'm looking at my notebooks over there. I have two notebooks filled with stories and knowledge and tips from Dr. Rob Gilbert, uh, and, and he's fantastic. He's become a friend. He's become a mentor. That number again, 973-743-4690 uh, is the success hotline, and I've been calling for, for over three years. And it's changed my life. It, it's changed a lot of things for me. It led me to writing this book uh, because Dr. Gilbert challenged me uh, when I had left his class saying, Andrew, how could you not write a book? And, and he challenged me to do so. And I was able to, to do it. So um, I challenge you to call Dr. Rob. And, and that led me to connect with Jeff. Uh, Jeff had uh, heard Dr. Gilbert mention me in uh, reached out and we connected virtually and he told me that he got the job as principal and I said, well, you got to come on education, uh, leadership and beyond. So um, that's why we have Jeff here today and let's bring him in. I'm going to unmute him here and, and bring him into the program. He's coming on now. There he is, Jeff Spilker from Nebraska. Jeff, welcome to Education, Leadership and Beyond. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here, excited to share, and also excited to learn because I know this experience uh, is not just going to be about me sharing. It's going to be uh, about me also learning some things. So thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, there's another example of your growth mindset, always looking to learn, always uh, looking. And that's a benefit for me running this program. Uh, Jeff, Nebraska, 
Uh, we'll, we're certainly going to get into that today. Uh, yeah, but I mentioned, I mentioned uh, about Dr. Gilbert and the success hotline, and that's, he brought you and I together. Dr. Gilbert mentioned me, and you reached out, boom, boom. Tell me, how did you get called on the hotline, and what drew you to the hotline, and what's your daily routine for using that hotline? Yeah, I, I love uh, Success Hotline. Uh, finding it has been a game changer uh, for me in terms of becoming a better leader, becoming a better person. Um, I am a baseball guy. Uh, I love teaching. Uh, teaching, I love the classroom. Um, I also love coaching. You know, coaching is teaching uh, just in a different setting. Uh, I was a baseball guy growing up, played baseball in, you know, Little League, played baseball in high school. I was lucky enough to be able to play uh, baseball in college at the University of Nebraska uh, at Omaha. And uh, after I got done with uh, baseball um, in college, uh, my old coach reached out to me and he said, hey, I'd really like for you to come uh, coach with me here at Papillion La Vista South High School. And uh, I came here and I student taught and uh, was coaching. And through coaching, we talk about mindset. We talk about attitude uh, being so important um, to leadership. Um, it's so important to kids in the classroom. And as I started to study that more, uh, I ran into a mental conditioning coach named Brian Kane. Uh, he works with a lot of big time uh, college baseball programs. And uh, being in Omaha, uh, college baseball is a pretty big deal. That's where the College World Series is every yeah. year. Uh, so kind of started uh, looking into some stuff with Brian Kane and learning some things there. And one of Brian Kane's tips was this phone number. And this three-minute message, which I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of old school, you know, a, a, a message, you know, calling a number. It's not, you know, a podcast. It's not uh, a Twitter uh, feed or anything like that. And I started calling the number and uh, just fell in absolute uh, love with it. Uh, it's something that every single um, morning I get in my car, I have about a six-minute drive to work. And the first three minutes are always uh, Dr. Gilbert. And uh, when I collaborate with other leaders. I'm always sharing that because I think it's one of the greatest things um, out there that is simple that you can do daily um, that can not only have a positive impact on yourself, but the others around you. Yeah. And that's it. It's three minutes a day. You can do it daily. Uh, and, it, and you're right. It, it has impacted uh, many lives. He's a great friend. And here you are in Nebraska calling the hotline. Uh, yeah. so, so kudos to you. And yeah, Brian Kane is doing some great things out there as well. Jeff, how, how are you doing during this time? You're, you're an assistant principal. You're going to be transitioning to principal. Uh, what's going on in your school world in terms of, of your leadership and your management right now with what's going on with the virus and such? Yeah, I think the big thing as a leader is this is really uh, emphasized flexibility. Uh, it's very important during these times to, to be flexible. And that's kind of different because in a school, um, you're very used to routine. You know, yeah. it's you know, you know that every day um, you're going to expect um, a school full of kids and, you know, every day you're going to have the opportunity to interact with those kids and your staff. And now in this situation, um, we're losing a little bit of that um, connected feeling uh, with our staff and with our kids just because they're not as easily um, accessible to us. You know, it's it's not the, the walk down the hall and and do the fist bumps and the high fives and connect them and talk about what they're going through and, uh, you know, talk with our staff and, and talk about how uh, they can be supported, how you can help them. Um, so, so we're missing that uh, right now. So it's, it's, it's been challenging. We are um, shut down for the rest of the school year. Uh -huh. uh, they did, they did, Nebraska did shut down for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, our governor just said that yesterday, which wow. was kind of a surprise to us. But but he can do that. He said that schools will not reopen this year. Wow. Um, so we're, we're working on some district stuff to, um, you know, get that out there. But obviously, if the governor says we're not coming back to school, we're we're not coming back to school. So that's a challenge um, for us. But it's it's been it's been a time where uh, you have an opportunity to lead. And, and that's the exciting part of it. Um, there's not really a manual for this to follow. There's not a lot of books out there on how to lead in a pandemic. Uh, so it's, it's kind of um, just one of those things where you're showing up every day, you're giving your best effort, um, you're doing your best to try to stay connected. It's not as easy to be connected, but, but that's the challenge. Um, coming up here today at 1.30, I have a Zoom call with um, 20 students that are on our student advisory uh, panel. And it's going to be an opportunity for me to ask questions and listen and uh, learn from them. So um, it's a unique time. It's a challenging time. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm seeing it as an opportunity um, to be more connected with my family. Obviously, there's not as many nights um, that I'm working. Uh, there's no activities. There's no baseball games. There's no soccer games. There's, there's no spring sports. Those have been um, put off for the year. So uh, it's an opportunity to connect more with family and then also an opportunity to um, to, to learn something about myself in terms of, of leading in, in a situation like this. Yeah. Yeah. Great points, Jeff. Jeff, your father was a school administrator. Uh, your mom was an elementary teacher, you know, growing up in a family of educators. Tell me briefly, you know, your educational journey. You're about to take the next step to being principal of the town you grew up in and where you've been an assistant principal and coach. Uh, tell me your journey. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my, my story is, is one of investment in this community. Uh, it's a small community of um, it's not as small as it used to be. It's, it's now 30,000 and it's, it's right outside of Omaha. Uh, it's the communities of Papillion and La Vista. Um, and I grew up in this community and it's, it's really a, a special place. Um, I, I went to elementary school in one of the elementary schools that feeds our high school uh, I went to high school at uh, our neighboring high school. Um, they're kind of known as our rival, but uh, to me, it's it's where I graduated, and it's a it's a special place, really really good school. Um, and when I graduated from high school, I was looking for a different experience. Um, I was going to go into a different um, district. I was going to try to you know have some different experiences with my student teaching and with my early years of education, but. Uh, I had some relationships back in this community that, that really pulled me back and encouraged me to come back. And I came back and student taught here. And then after student teaching here, I was hired um, to be a math teacher here. I taught math uh, for 10 years here. And then after that, I was hired as an assistant principal. So I was an assistant principal here for five years. Wow. And then after being an assistant principal here for five years, they've now hired me to take over um, July 1st as uh, the head principal. Wow. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a, that's a blessing. So I always say that, you know, I'm a, I'm the son of educators. Education um, is in my blood and uh, you know, it's, it's a special thing to try to give back to the community that grew me. Uh, you know, this, this place has helped me um, become a, a solid leader and become um, somebody who's focused on servant leadership. And I'm, I'm really excited to, to continue to give back to the community that grew me. Awesome. Jeff, how, how do you avoid then the familiarity breeds contempt? How do you, uh, ah, it's just Jeff, right? That they know you so well that you've been there your whole life. Is it an advantage or, or is it a disadvantage uh, to, for that setting? 
Yeah, I I think um, it can definitely be an advantage because the future of education is and always will be relationships. Um, so I think it's a it's an advantage in terms of I have a lot of good relationships, but then there's also some challenges um, with that, and uh, you can't take those relationships for granted. And um, I, I'm sure some people still see me as a as a young kid, uh, you know, the son of George. They they probably knew my dad. Um, or they might have known my mom. So there's some some challenges um, with that. But I think the the big thing is just having the opportunity to have strong relationships that we can then utilize to continue to um, support support our school uh, in this great community. Yeah, it always goes back to relationships, and uh, clearly you have many there spending your lifetime and. Uh, that's great, man. That's kind of like a, a fairy tale, right? You, you coached, you grew up in that community. And uh, um, I remember when I had a chance to go out to Omaha and then uh, had a chance to officiate in, in Lincoln, driving out, you know, and seeing that the, the big stone stadium, uh, it was like so flat. And then all of a sudden it looked like it, it looked fake. Like, what is that monstrosity? And then as the closer you got it, uh, what a cool setup they have now with that new arena downtown. And uh, Lincoln was a cool a cool place. You went to many of the home games there for many years. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. I was a, I was a Husker football fan. I mean, I, I was lucky. We had season tickets. And my uh, I, I loved, I just absolutely loved the weekend. I remember on Thursday night having trouble falling asleep when I was a little kid because Friday night, Dad was going to take me to the high school football game. And, uh, you know, we we're going to be at the Friday night lights and we we're going to be cheering on uh, the high school football team. And then uh, Saturday morning, I was going to be so excited to wake up because we were going to drive to Lincoln and we were going to go out to eat at Peel Pears and have a peanut butter burger. And then we were going to go sit in the north end zone in row 57 and watch Tommy Frazier and uh, Scott Frost and Eric Crouch and um, cheer the heck on uh, out of those those Huskers. And those are great times. I mean. As I look back now, uh, what I was able to witness in terms of, of the winning and uh, and not just winning, but Tom Osborne, he's, he's one of those leaders that um, I have a lot of respect for. And I was able to, to witness uh, his leadership. And uh, it's it, it was cool. I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things that I'll always be telling my children about. In fact, I do. But he says he likes the Oregon Ducks. So we're, we're battling a little bit. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's a low blow. Yeah. Uh, did they name the stadium? I know they had the national championships up there, and his name was right on the building. Did they name the stadium after him? What did they name? So it's it's Memorial Stadium, and it's Tom Osborne Field. So okay, but okay. He's, a, he's a he's a living legend in this state. Well, maybe they'll name the field uh, at your high school there, uh, uh, Spilker Field, uh, with what <laughs> you're doing. You're about to become the principal here in July. Tell me what that means to you. Uh, and tell me, like, on July 1, you know, are you going to rip the shirt off and see the Superman chat? Like, wh what are your plans as you as you begin your first principalship? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a I'm in a great spot. Uh, one of the leaders I probably look up to the most is our current principal, Jeff Johnson. Uh, he has done a tremendous job um, leading this school. He actually so this the school that, that I'm at, we're in year 17. Um, so we're, we're fairly new for a school. You know, 17 is, is still fairly young. Um, and he actually has been here for 18 years. He came here a year before the school opened wow. as, as the athletic director. And he, I mean, he was very intentional about forming a positive culture here. And uh, he's probably the best idea guy I know. He's got all kinds of great ideas. 
And uh, I've been lucky enough the last five years to work alongside him and help put a lot of those ideas um, into action. So as I take over as principal, it's the challenge to continue to, I always say, grow greatness. Um, I think we have a lot of great things happening here, but it's the challenge of continuing to grow that. Uh, our philosophy here has always been excellence in all things. And I think when you look at the definition of excellence, you're talking about always seeking to improve. It's not always winning or not having any failure or not making any mistakes, but it's just always seeking uh, to improve. And that's what I'm, I'm looking to carrying on the most here is just that mindset of how can we keep getting better? Uh, our basketball coach this last year used the theme, getting better never stops. And I love that. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward uh, to continuing here. I'm looking forward to, as I take over as principal, it's not um, so much about the title. It's about the responsibility um, to serve all of our staff and to serve all of our students and to serve all of our parents. And the big thing I, I talked about in interviewing is, you know, we want to make this a school um, that parents really look forward to sending their kids to. We want to make it a school where staff love to work and where students love to attend. You know, we want to have the type of school where students um, are beating down the doors to get in and not beating down the doors to, to escape and get out of here. That's a great message, Jeff. It sounds like you're going to do a great job and, and I wish you the best. And uh, although this is a difficult time, you know, it's a, it's uh, it's exciting for you. One of the things you mentioned in our pre-show chat, you know, the, the management by wandering around, right? It, it sounds so loose. It sounds so, you know, irresponsible, but it really it, it's the opposite, right? You could touch so many bases with it. Tell me about uh, that philosophy and how it works for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I worked with uh, one of my fellow assistant principals a few year, years back. Uh, they wrote an article about him at the school he was previously at. And it was an article about he took his wooden desk and he put wheels on it. And he put wheels on his chair and his desk and his chair were just all around the school. He would just wheel all over the place. And he said, you know, I kind of did it because we were having a lot of tardy problems. And I needed to chase kids around the hallway. He goes, but I found I found out that I was as I was out and about, I was able to manage the school in a much better way. Um, so we kind of took that um, idea here and we we bought um, mobile carts. Um, it's actually I don't know if you can see it, but it's probably I'll see if I can get my camera here. But it's right behind me. Oh, there you go. That's uh, that's my mobile cart. And uh, I try to spend most of my day on that. I hook my cell phone or I hook my office phone up to my cell phone and then I got my laptop. Um, I got a spot there for my water that I can uh, take with me. And um, I try to spend most of my time where the students are. So the students are in the classrooms, the students are in the hallways. So I want to dedicate as much of my time as possible to being in those two areas so I can be connected to our students and then I can also help better serve our staff. So I try to minimize the time I spend in the office. There is still office time that needs to happen, um, but, I, but I try to be out and about as much as possible. Um, and then, uh, you know, the old school way was, you know, if a kid, if a kid, if you have a discipline situation, you, you beep into the, uh, the room, you call the kid down to your office, you know, the kid comes to your office. Well, now I can just stop by the classroom and be like, hey, I need to have a quick conversation with Johnny um, Johnny steps out in the hall. We talk about how Johnny might have an unexcused absence. Um, we talk about kind of the underlying issues that are causing that. And then we get Johnny right back to learning. So we we minimize that 
well, I got to go to principal Spilker's office. So I'm going to walk down this hallway and then get a drink and then hit the bathroom and then mm. water down this hallway. So there's been some things like that that have been advantages of it. But really what we're trying to do is maximize seat time because if we maximize seat time, we maximize learning. So if we come to them as opposed to them coming to us, uh, that can be a big uh, plus for our kids. And then just the aspect of when you're out and about, you run into so many issues that that you can um, help support. And uh, I, I think it's something that our teachers appreciate and it's it's better for, for our kids also. I love it. I'm going to order my little mobile desk like that. So you literally are taking that little desk around the hallway and connecting with kids and teachers all day. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the goal. I mean, it, it can't always be all day, every day. You know, some days, some days. Um, it doesn't happen as much as possible, but that's the goal. And our whole administrative team has a, has a cart. Um, so all five of us, um, are out and about. Um, so, I mean, I, I would, I would hope there, um, is, is never a day where somebody's like, oh, I didn't see any of the principals today. I mean, we're, we're out and about and we're connected. That that's, as I talked about earlier, like kind of the tough part of this time is, um, we don't get to see the kids as frequently. So we don't have that, that connection that we're, we're used to having so strongly, um, in our hallways. So we're trying to, we're trying to work around that by doing some, some cool things, but that connection's big. Well, this is great. You're, you know, that, I like that. You talked about learning in the beginning when you first came on, there's something that I just learned and, and I want to implement because I like that idea. Yeah. Um, obviously if you're the assistant principal, you have to fill that spot now. Um, and you, you know, as principal hiring great people is one of the most important things that you can do. Um, what are you looking for in that person that you're going to hire and, and have you started that process now already? Yeah, we actually, we actually made that hire, uh, just a couple weeks ago and it was a tough, it was a tough decision. Um, I think assistant principal, um, hires are, are some of the most difficult from experiencing that. And then I would tell you that as I've networked with other principals, they'll tell, they tell me like, that's really important. And Very. And uh, they'll also tell you that it, it's it's tough. Um, we had a really strong pool of internal, and then we had a really strong pool of external. Uh, wow. we, had, we had over forty five people apply for the job, and sorting through all that was a was a pretty big um, challenge. But we were able to to hire uh, a young man who um, is a servant leader. Uh, he's somebody who is is very he's a very good supervisor. Um, he has he has that mindset of just how can I help. Um, that's probably the number one thing you hear come out of his mouth is just, how can I help? How can I help? And, uh, he's, he's one of those individuals that is a culture builder. Um, he's one of those individuals that's going to, going to keep the high standards that we have around here. Um, and he's, he's going to support the heck out of kids. Uh, as we, we had students involved in the interview process because that's, that's who we're serving. And as we talked to our students afterwards, uh, they were like, we really love him because he, he truly cares for us. And he's here uh, for us, and he, he's going to be a great addition to our team. So we're really excited um, to have him. And was it was it an internal or was he an external person? It ended up being an internal. Okay. So yeah, it ended up being internal. Um, we did our best to 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 look everywhere. We wanted to hire the best possible candidate, and uh, it's always nice when you go through the process and it's somebody internally because it, it shows that you're doing some of the the right things here. Um, at at your current location uh to to grow leaders and that's that's a big objective we have for us here 
It's so interesting to hear, you know, talking to another Dr. Gilbert disciple, because I could hear through what you're saying, so many of his messages, you know, the uh, how can I help you versus what do you want, right? Like that's a, that's a Dr. Gilbert-ism. And I read, uh, it, when, I was, when I was reading your book, I was on, I, I it was in the 100s, but yeah. it was the lemon water. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been drinking lemon water for three years. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy gets me here. So, uh. I switched to orange now with what's oh. happening because I can eat it uh, as I'm going. So I, uh, you know, always adapting, right? I still got lemon water, so. <laughs> People like the lemon water, it works. It's good. It's, it's yeah, good. that's cool. But I can really hear it. Uh, it sounds like just amazing uh, what you're doing there and, and that, uh, you know, good for you. And it sounds like they hired the right guy. Jeff, another important part of your life uh, was, was sports. You talked about, you know, great stories with your dad. Uh, and playing baseball, you know, my kid uh, broke my heart a few years ago, going to lacrosse, right? Um, tell me some of the leadership lessons that you learned by playing baseball and, and playing sports that you use now as a school leader. Yeah, I mean, I, I think baseball, it's a unique game. It's a special game. Uh, it's a game where you have to handle a lot of failure. You know, it's a game of failure. If you're successful three times out of 10, um, you're really good, and that means you you failed seven times at the plate. Uh, it's it's a it's a difficult game. Um, it's a game that's really big on attitude. Um, it's a game where you put a lot of long hours into it. You know, as I talked about coaching, you know, one game is is five to six hours. Um, so it's it's being able to concentrate and being able to um, you know be in the moment for for a long period of time with with pre-game and with warming up and then playing a two-hour game and then taking care of the field. You know, there's, there's a lot of attention to detail. And uh, as we talk about success leaves clues, as is a big Dr. Gilbert saying, um, I think you also find that success lies in the details. So there's a lot of things that if you do the little things right, um, you can have a really, really good baseball team. And I think if you look at a high school, uh, in, in leading a high school, it's if you do a lot of the little things right, um, you can be really, really successful. So I think it's it's taking um, some of those same principles that we tried to have in leading our baseball program, which was was really successful, um, and we we apply that to the school setting. It, it helps you lead a a really good school. So um, I think probably the biggest takeaways for me with baseball that that helps me now is is handling failure, handling adversity. Um, having that that right mindset, um, understanding how the mental game of baseball um, has a huge impact and the mental game of, of leading and the mental game of learning also has a big impact. And being able to, to work with kids, being able to work with staff and, and teach some of those same things um, in a school setting has, has been a big value to me. Yeah. And, and the failure point is great. You know, we're trying all these new things now and you know, you can't be afraid to fail at things to try something new. Um, do you think baseball's in trouble, uh, Jeff, with, with what happened last year with the signs and just where the world is at? Like, you know, my, my kid used the word bored, that he was bored uh, and, and he wanted more action. He said, Dad, yeah. I get to run and hit people with a stick, you know, whereas I was, I was just standing there with baseball. Do you think the sport's in trouble? Yeah, I, I, I worry about it. Um, so right now I have a first grade son, Maddox, and I have a, a fourth grade daughter, McKenna, and they're in baseball and softball. And my little guy, uh, he loves football right now and he loves basketball and he likes baseball. Uh, but his favorite part of baseball is just 
being with dad in the backyard and playing home run right. derby, running the yeah. bases, and the games like with at the youth level, um, they're kind of slow paced. And you're right. I mean, it's it's more fun to run around and kick a soccer ball. I think when you're when you're so young like that, as opposed to standing at third base and hoping that a ground ball comes to you and it never does. So I, I worry about baseball. I think there's some things we have to do um, to protect the game in terms of speeding it up and in terms of engaging our youth because uh, I, I just worry about, about their interest in it. So yeah, I'm definitely concerned about. And all those great baseball movies. I, I fell in love with Kevin Costner and all of that, you know, field of dreams, one of my, my favorite movies. So I, I felt that way with my son and uh, hopefully people like you can continue to energize uh, and lead that. Jeff, we're running out of time. I yep. want to jump to um, the rapid fire, but was there anything else you wanted to share? Jeff, you, you really had a lot of great things to say. Was there anything else that you wanted to share before we do get to rapid fire? I would just say, um, I mean, we're going through a tough time right now, um, but I think we got to look at this time as, as an opportunity um, in terms of also the danger. I mean, we got to respect the danger and we got to be real careful and we got to do things right. And, and things like that, but it's also a great opportunity. Uh, one thing we've started doing here at Papio South is once a week, we're, we're reaching out to um, some of the great principals across the United States, and we're asking them to Zoom with us. Um, just on Tuesday, um, there's a principal in Bolivar, Missouri named David Guerin, and we reached out to David and we said, hey, David, would you have 30, 45 minutes to uh, spend with us um, to talk about you know some of the great things you have going at your school? And um, it was great for our, for our admin team. I mean, we, we learned a ton and we were able to share some cool things. So I, I just want to reach out to other administrators out there and encourage them, um, to take advantage of this time also in terms of, um, you know, you don't have lunch duty, uh, going on right now. So maybe you could use some of that lunch duty time to, to connect. And, uh, Andrew, I'm going to ask you too, to maybe if you could donate a half hour sometime connect with our admin team and and share some things because we're gonna we're gonna read your book together uh, over the summer cool. and uh i just think it's an it's an opportunity for administrators to reach out so don't be afraid that you know that person that you you follow on twitter that you think has some really great stuff don't be afraid to you know reach out to them and be like hey do you want to do you want to zoom and and share some good ideas we got uh, a lady in alabama that we're trying to get uh, next week named jennifer hogan she's a great assistant principal um, out there that we've heard great things about. We're trying to get her to uh, connect with us um, via Zoom, and um, you know, we're just we're just always looking to learn and get better. Cool, that's a great uh, opportunity, and, and good good for your district for doing that. I'd be uh, happy to be part of that as long as I could bring my uh, my cup here. And uh, definitely, yeah. definitely, they'll love to see that. <laughs> Talk some Oscars, yeah, Jennifer Hogan. I got that down too. Uh, well, let's get to it, Jeff. Um, uh, rapid fire, last book you read. Uh, I currently on my desk right now, I have a restorative practices handbook. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, um, one of the things that we need to do a better job of here with our students is making sure that, uh, when we're dealing with some behaviors, um, that we are, um, focusing not only on, um, I mean, a lot of times it's, it gets focused on the punitive side. We got to focus on the restorative side and we got to focus on the relationships that get damaged. And we have to focus on the learning. Um, so we're doing some cool things um, with restorative uh, practices. And then also ordered a book just yesterday off Amazon. It's going to be my next read. And that's a book um, called Moments. And it's talking about creating great moments um, 
And I, I think we're going to really, I know we're going to, as an amend team, look at that this summer and look at how we can plan uh, and be intentional about having some special moments planned for our kids um, next year in the school year. Awesome. Awesome. And as you're going through that restorative practice, uh, check out the video uh, under the surface. It's a short three or four minute video. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and that uh, it makes you think about what's happening in kids' lives and, and punitive versus restorative and, and how we can help those kids. So check that out. Uh, last movie you saw. Last movie I saw, we've been watching a lot of movies. It was it was called Dark Waters. It uh, Mark Ruffalo and uh, it was like the Dupont, um, the Dupont company and some chemical dumping and things like that. Oh. It was really uh, it was really good. I got it off Redbox. So okay, um, yeah, it was it was a it was a good good movie. I recommend it to anyone. Favorite place to travel. I'm an all-inclusive guy. If you can uh, put me on the beach for a week and uh, enjoy just some some quiet, peaceful time with with reading a book and hanging out in the pool and connecting uh, with my wife, that would be uh, that would be my my favorite place to travel. I love my kids. I do, yeah. and they would love to go. But that all-inclusive part with my wife would be the the go-to for me. Especially yeah, in Nebraska, being landlocked there. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't have a lot of beaches around here. That's not <laughs> so. I hear you. Something that motivates you. I, I had a kid. Um, I, had a, I had a former student call me just uh, just yesterday, and um, he graduated probably seven or eight years ago. And he called me, and um, he was a special needs student, and he, he wanted to let me know that um, he always wished I was his dad. Oh and, uh, man! Wow. <laughs> and he just just told me how much he misses me, and. Um, I, I think I think that that's what motivates me is the opportunity for impact. Um, I, I know the impact that other educators um, had on me growing up. And I think when you can believe in somebody and give them a vision of what they can become, that, that's a really powerful thing. And I think that opportunity um, motivates me every single day when I walk in this building is just just I know, like, I'm going to have that opportunity today. And uh, it's my calling to um, take advantage of that opportunity and have a positive impact. You're saying a lot of great things. You're, you're hitting all the all the boxes and more today. Doing more than expected, Jeff. There's <laughs> another one for you. Who's the mate, most famous person from Nebraska? And I'm sure there's a, a top ten, but who would you say are your top couple people? I'm, I'm Tom Osborne. Uh, that goes back to Husker football. I mean, I. If you look at some of the Tom Osborne leadership stuff, it really matches up with the the John Wooden type philosophies, um, servant leadership, humble. And, uh, you know, I, I would say that's uh, he's our go to in this state. Um, he's he's a uh, he's an awesome, awesome uh, leader. And uh, I wish I could just spend a day with him taking notes of, of everything that, that he has in terms of leadership. Yeah. Cool. Most disliked Big Ten school. What, what do you think I'm going to say? Iowa? Yeah, Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> it's crazy that they keep beating us, too. I, oh, they were there. I mean, we always did not have a lot of respect for them, but uh, they're beating us. And they're, they got some big boys that are, that are taking it to us up front. So we, we yeah. think we're on the way back. We do. I know we've had two losing seasons in a row. Uh, and the only thing we have left is our sellout streak, but yeah, Iowa is our go-to and we're hopefully uh, going to take them down. Get back on the upswing. I might have to come back out your way. Uh, yeah. Is o Omaha stakes. Are they the real deal? 
they're good. They're good. I'm telling you. I mean, uh, we're in beef territory here, and they they are they're good. Can I, you? Uh, is it like? Can you? I know it's like you ship it. Uh, you know where I live, you have to order it. But can you like walk into the Omaha Steak store where you live? Is there like? Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's one down the uh, down the street here, probably about two or three miles. It's okay. kind of expensive. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you come to a Husker game, I'll, I'll take you to the Drover and we'll get you a good steak better than Omaha steaks. It's the Drover. It's pretty famous with CWS. And then we can, uh, we can hit up the, uh, the Huskers for a win over Penn state. (laughs) (laughs) We got Scott Frost, man. We're believers. (laughs) believers. So speaking of expenses, the best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life. Books. I mean, I, I, I mean, just the value in a good book. I mean, your, your book, um, Andrew was, was phenomenal. I mean, it's a book that I always tell people you, you should get that book. Uh, in fact, when I got done talking with David Guerin, that the educator in Missouri the other day, I said, I'm going to send you, uh, I'm going to send you Andrew Murata's book. And it, it might be, um, a book that you haven't, um, you know, came across your, your way in Missouri yet, but it's a, it's a game changer. So, I think anytime you can get um, a book that that has a big impact on you, those are those are some of the best purchases, and they're worth. I mean, you could pay thousands of dollars for them because they they give you little things that you can do and put into action and be intentional about that can um, lead to situations like I had the other day where where my man uh, I won't say his name on here, but he called me and said. I wish you were my dad. So oh, that's a home run. Uh, that's a home run. Thank you for that. One of the, one of the. I was going to Missouri to speak at their principals conference. That was one of the things that had oh, gotten canceled. Uh, yeah, but I, I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of books, I believe we all have a book in us, uh, Jeff. What would be the title of your book? I'm gonna probably steal this quote from Brian Kane, but I would say, "Dominate the day." You know, every day is an opportunity. And um, I would I would I would say you I would I would use dominate the day. I always like to win the day, but I think dominate the day is is the challenge. You know, every every morning you wake up, it's an opportunity and go dominate that. And I don't just mean dominating that as as a uh, school administrator. I'm dominating it as a son, dominating it as a dad, um, dominating it as a husband, um, you know, trying to excel in, in every area. You're killing it. I'm going to give you one here. Three strikes and keep going. A little baseball reference, right? A little thing about failure. Uh, stick that in there. Maybe that'll stick. Uh, how about a short-term goal? I know you're on the on the doorstep of your, your principal ship, uh, a, lot, a lot in the hopper there. Three to five months, Jeff. What's a short-term goal you have? Uh, we, are, we are going to open 20 new classrooms here at our high school, and we're opening up another um, STEM wing that has some skilled and technical trades. Um, areas. So that's going to be uh, a big opportunity for us. So I guess in the next three to five months, um, it's staying connected with our kids, supporting our kids during this unique time, making sure we're doing everything we can to take care of our, our students, um, even though we don't have the daily access to them here at the, the high school. Um, taking care of our staff is is a big focus of mine here in the next three to five months. And then getting the school year off to a great start. Uh, everybody's going to be really excited to, to get back yeah. and we want to make sure we, we celebrate that um, the right way and get the school year off to a great start. So that's my mindset right now. I got a little notebook going where I'm just constantly writing notes of things um, that we want to make sure we do to, to get the school year off to a great start. So that's my, that's my three to five months. And how about three to five years? What's some long-term goals? 
my I, it drives my wife crazy because she'd always tell me like what's what's your what's a, what's the five year plan and uh, <laughs> you know in in the future I, I want to look back five years from now and um, be able to celebrate the good things we're doing here at the high school in terms of just being a positive impact on kids serving kids the best we possibly can um, I don't really have like a career goal. Uh, I never was like, I want to be a principal. I want to be a principal. Yeah. Uh, the goal was always just to um, serve and, and try to lead and trying to grow myself. And um, through that process, do a lot of sharing and helping others grow. Um, so there's not a, uh, and it drives my wife crazy because she wants to know what I want to do. But uh, <laughs> I don't have that exact career goal. It's just simply continue to um, to serve others, help others out. And we'll see we'll see where that takes me. Yeah, what I want to do when I grow up, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you did a phenomenal job. How about a quote? Do you have a favorite quote? You dropped a lot of Dr. Gilbertisms, uh, including your last one, right? The secret to life is to share what you have and give it to others, right? And uh, that's another Gilbertism. But how about a quote? Uh, I love to dominate the day. Do you have another one? I, I love don't quit, can't fail. You know, if you don't quit, you can't fail. Um, you're you're capable. Of, of unlimited things. So if you don't quit, you can't fail. Um, and that's probably would be my tattoo if I ever got one. But I'm, I'm not a tattoo guy. But don't quit. <laughs> fail. Cool, Jeff. We're gonna sign off here. I got your uh, your social medias under here, Jeff at Jeff Spilker, and here's your high school. Uh, please follow Jeff. Uh, did a phenomenal job today. And and as uh, you can see, we're both uh, Dr. Gilbert, uh, followers here. And, uh, I recommend strongly that you do, uh, call that hotline. That number again is 973-743-4690. Obviously has impacted Jeff's life and mine. Uh, I'm going to queue up this music here, Jeff. Off. You stay on the line, Jeff. All right. Yeah. Uh, but this is Andrew Murata here on education, leadership and beyond. Uh, it was show number 121. Jeff Spilker did a great job. I'm wishing you the best, Jeff, as you start your uh, principalship. Yeah, same to you. Thank you very much. All right. Follow Jeff on Twitter. Uh, and I'm at Andrew Murata 21. If I could help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out and continue to go out and do great work in your schools and communities, even more so these days. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. All right. You stay on the line. We're going to sign off here. Bam.